Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Elephant Out the Room and another episode of the mini music series that myself and Charlie will be doing over the next couple of weeks and months. So this is the second episode after focusing on the first episode mainly just as a basic introduction of music and how it's impacted our lives we kind of wanted to veer into how we hear music particularly how people also don't hear music and how that can impact their lives as well it's something that I'm not too familiar with but that Charlie can go into in in later detail as well but to in, just to introduce some things that we've we've seen in our in our lecture I wasn't aware of the the prevalence of of hearing loss in, in the UK as of 2015 this is a, a a study on action on hearing loss um, 11 million people had some form of hearing loss in, in 2015 which is about one in every five something that surprised me and uh, so what did what did you think of that Charlie in our in our lecture is that something that surprises you as well yeah, I think it surprised me. I think it'll be interesting to know kind of what people they are because obviously in terms of musicians, if it was just isolated to musicians, it would probably be a different percentage of those people who have it. It's probably obviously a larger percentage because most people probably aren't going to be the musicians. But yeah, it was it was pretty scary. Yeah, yeah, that's, what, that's definitely uh, one word for it because I, I, I guess they're all kind of different forms of hearing maybe not being able to hear particular particular pitches and sounds or being deaf in one ear rather than the other as well so I think that's but that kind of first thing just kind of struck me and made me quite interested in maybe kind of think about how we hear and that links into uh, the fact that we also learned that hearing loss is on the rise in general the population is aging so you experience kind of more problems as you age. And I think that uh, also due to our listening devices, how much of an impact do you think listening devices such as people having really loud headphones and listening to music on their smartphones has on their hearing? To be honest, I think that's probably the main factor from my experience and from people who I know have suffered from any kind of acoustic trauma. It's usually headphone related yeah and headphones nowadays as well they're getting so much better in terms of frequency response and there's going to be loads of bass in there and it can go even louder than previous years so i think that's probably uh the main thing but then secondly to that it would probably also be concerts because obviously they go incredibly loud at live concerts so i'd say that's probably top two and just touching on the the concert side as well kind of got an understanding of the I think it's the the base uh, at concerts particularly rock concerts that has a real impact on on hearing it's not something that I was aware of obviously you always you do experience after kind of a, a club or some kind of concert some ringing in your ears the next morning I didn't realize to the extent that which it's dangerous and do you think there could be an argument for a bit more education or you know a bit more safety at at concerts yeah, that's a good question. It's a difficult one, really. I know when I've ever uh, performed gigs or at concerts, often the people providing the sound system or providing the venue will kind of give you a uh, 
is it a decibel meter or something like that? I can't remember the name. Where you uh, play and they basically record it, see how loud it is, and see if that goes against the law. Because there is actually a law on how loud it can be, and I think it's it correlates with how many houses are in the proximity or something like that. So technically, it is being policed, but yet, I mean, it's incredibly loud. But there's nothing stopping you from you know, wearing earplugs or something and you're not forced to go to these concerts. So I think it's kind of at your own risk. Definitely. I was only introduced to the idea of wearing earplugs when I was working at a bar last year. And it's the first time that I'd worn earplugs in a kind of music environment. And it really helped because when you're working at a bar, you're kind of in the same place and the music seems to be particularly loud. It's like they have speakers just above the area where, where you serve drinks. For about five, six hours, it was very important for me to have those earplugs in. Otherwise, I would have experienced some form of ringing the next day or, or some problem, definitely. Yeah. And then I, th- I think I agree with you in terms of the headphones because it's a slightly different way of listening to music, isn't it? Rather than a concert where it's just on like loudspeakers, you've kind of really got them going into focusing on their ear, especially if they're over the over the head earphones, uh, headphones, sorry. And I think when you when you've got the the bass on really loud. In fact, even my phone came up the other day and it's, it lowered my volume automatically based on how loud I'd been listening to it over the last week, which I thought was quite interesting. Is, oh, right. is, it, is it come up for you in that respect? Or? Uh, no, I haven't heard of that. That's quite intelligent, that is, mm. yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tricky one, that is. Because like I said, with the bass and everything, it depends what music you're listening to. So if you're listening to a load of classical music, obviously it's not going to have those really low sub frequencies as loud in there so i guess that's quite clever because if you then go and listen to some 70s or 80s music and it's got a lot more uh the lower frequencies it's going to be uh perceived as louder so i think that's quite an intelligent thing there from the phone i was really impressed by it because i, th- I think it made me think about and it's maybe conscious over the last week about how loud i'm listening to my music um Whereas I don't have the necessarily the same problem as, as listening to it with podcasts. Something worth mentioning as well, I think is it's important the quality of, of headphones or earphones because you know you kind of get those Apple earphones or the, the, the £5.99 <laughs> earphones where I think that's slightly more dangerous because it's such a bad quality of music that's coming out um, at the same time as being very loud. I don't. I, I surely think that, that that could cause a... A problem as well to do with how kind of screechy a piece of music might be yeah possibly i think if there's a correlation with that it would be if the quality is bad you'd automatically want to turn it up yeah because you're not getting that full uh frequency spectrum which you're kind of wanting in a nice production so like the headphones i'm wearing now i bought those specifically for uh, my music technology course uh, a few years ago when I was doing A-levels and they're wonderful and I don't need to have them particularly loud to get a nice kind of kick from them but then you know if I do listen on um, Apple earphones or something like that which are nowhere near as good I kind of have to have it louder to compensate for the lack of audio quality yeah definitely and and in your in your experience with because uh, obviously we've talked about listening to music but when you're playing music um, I was also unaware of how loud it can be, especially playing possibly a woodwind instrument, maybe a trumpet mm. uh, or even a string instrument like a violin. 
Um, they do go up to a, a certain decibel that's that can be quite dangerous. So the performers, when they're practicing, they sometimes wear some sort of ear protection as well. When you're playing, obviously, we spoke about in the previous episode, the fact that you do play a variety of instruments, um, particularly with drums. Does that ever concern you when you're playing? Is it something that you, you'd consider in, when taking when practicing? Yeah, all the time. I uh, It's kind of overkill with me. So I have little uh, like earbuds um, that basically protect my ears, just like if you're going to a concert or like you said, if you're working in a loud environment. And I put those in and I play and then if I want to listen to music I just put headphones over the top of that so I've got kind of double protection from the earbuds as well as from the headphones yeah and it means that the music's obviously a little bit quieter because I'm also stopping the music from coming in and the metronome if I'm playing with a click Mm. um but it's just a good way to kind of have that safety net because drums I'd say would definitely be one of the worst uh, contenders in terms of uh, volume because it's very very loud especially in a certain type of room where the reflections aren't really on your side yeah it can be pretty dangerous I was thinking yeah particularly sometimes when you're smashing on the hi-hat <laughs> and things yeah. like that when you see a performer really go crazy on the drums that must be quite have some impact as well yeah it's loud and like I said like the hi-hat's a great example because that's very high frequencies a lot of the symbols kind of occupy the upper register um of our hearing but yeah you've got such a wide variety there of frequencies and it kind of covers it all i think drums is one of those few instruments where every drum kind of comes in and out but it's the whole frequency spectrum you're going to hear the snare uh really low really high and it remembers i remember a video where it was um billy jean by michael jackson and it was an experiment and what they did was they uh, basically filtered out all the low frequencies then they filtered out the high frequencies then the mid frequencies and it was a test of what instrument can you still hear and even though they filtered out so much stuff you could always hear the drums and that shows like even though the the vocals went completely or the bass went completely you could still hear the drums throughout the whole recording and it just shows that they occupy such a huge um frequency uh kind of like uh bandwidth in a way yeah it just got a huge huge sound so yeah i definitely think they're pretty dangerous yeah and it's uh, yeah it's something to think about when you are a performer with that just to m- make sure you're aware of how uh, what the implications are of kind of not protecting yourself when practicing obviously there's lots of different types as I kind of discovered in in that lecture of, of different ways you can lose your hearing and, and what can happen and how it can affect you. But there's a particular one that you've had experience with um, called tinnitus. So I was just wondering if you could tell us a bit more about, I guess, your personal experience with it and basically what it is to to some listeners who may not be aware of, of tinnitus and the, effect, the impact it has. Effectively, tinnitus is when you have a ringing in your ears that's not coming from an outside source and um, it's the result of some form of acoustic trauma that you've had and it's usually from being subject to loud volumes um, of music or of any kind of sound Um, and it can be gradual so a lot of people have tinnitus and they don't really know it and it's kind of a gradual thing and you get more damaged and more damaged but unfortunately 
with my situation, it was um, basically from nothing to 100. And what happened was, to cut a long story short, because it's a very long story, I was in the classroom with headphones on, these exact headphones I'm wearing now. And I was just listening uh, to my A-level composition. And then out of nowhere, don't know what happened. I wasn't touching anything. There must have been some kind of um, bug in the computer. The volume went to 200%, so over the actual capacity of the computer, because I later went back and saw it. It was actually painful, because obviously it had actually, like with acoustic trauma, it's literally hurting your ear. And I threw off my headphones because it was so loud. It was ridiculously loud. I thought I'd broken my headphones as well. I thought I'd bust the speaker. Yeah. And everything was okay. It was a little bit of a shock, but it literally was like getting punched in the ear. It was a really weird feeling. And then a few minutes went by and the ringing started. And it wasn't like concert ringing when you kind of know you've been to a concert. It was so bad that I couldn't hear anything. It was it was like like a, a flash grenade had gone off in front of my face, like it you know in those films where you see them and like there's that really high pitch and they're kind of like stumbling about and they don't really know what to do. It's literally like that, and I remember saying to uh, my music teacher at the time, I said to him, "I've got to go. I've got to go to the hospital. I've got to go. I can't can't stay here." And he said, "Fine, go off to the hospital." So my dad picked me up, and uh, yeah, we basically went to the hospital. And at this point, it, could you hear? what people were saying to you but it was just very difficult or could you not hear kind of anything that was going on at the time uh at this point it was just a very loud ringing and it was kind of masking what everyone was saying but it wasn't that bad uh, at that point because it was obviously relatively new and i didn't realize it was a, like a weird progression rather than it starting bad and going worse and i went to the doctors that they said yeah whatever we'll do this we'll do this and then the next day was probably the worst because that's like you said, I couldn't hear anyone. And what had happened was the pitch had dropped slightly in frequency and it was occupying the register of everyone's voice. And I could occasionally hear a girl's voice because generally they're a little bit higher. But I remember I couldn't hear anyone and I was, no, I, I was, I was basically crying. I'm not going to lie. Of um, course. I, I, I was, uh, I, I couldn't believe it. And I remember I had to sit in a specific place in the classroom and they moved the desks around for me and it must have been really annoying for everyone else and people would talk to me and I wouldn't even look at them, you know, and mm. then and then they tapped me on the shoulder and said, I've been talking to you for the last five minutes and and I just had all these emotions go through my head as, oh, is this permanent? What's going to happen? Because I think you can agree as a musician, your ears are the most important thing. Yes. You have. And... um yeah, it, it was absolutely horrible and they prescribed me on these uh, steroids actually because with tinnitus there's two things. There's, there's one is the damage to the ear and one thing I learned is that that damage never uh, repairs itself. So with acoustic trauma or any kind of ear problem, if the nerves are damaged, that's it. Um, you can't actually get better from that, um, which means studies will show everybody has ear damage. Because as soon as you listen to music, your ears are permanently damaged anyway. Um, it just depends on how loud you listen to it. So that was horrible to get my head around because they said, look, you're not going to get better. Um, you can't get better because the ear doesn't work like that. But the thing that will go down a little bit is the tinnitus will go down from what it is because it's flared up. So they gave me the steroids as an anti-inflammatory. 
and now I basically have to do everything in my power to get to sleep so I listen to uh, I think I said this before about different uh, kind of drones so at the moment I've got two fans in my room even though it's the 1st of December I've got uh, two fans I've got a big fan I've got a small fan right next to my ear because if I don't I can't sleep is it is it just because of the the constant sound of it in the background it's kind of not like you know obviously if if you're struggling to sleep because there's a loud party going on nearby or just something like that it kind of goes in and out but it is it the constant form of the the ringing the the tinnitus that you just have to have a, another noise on otherwise it's too too yeah. difficult uh i think it goes back to my original point of saying it's um it's not from an outside source okay and oh, it's so difficult to explain, but people who have it will know exactly what I mean. It's an internal sound. So you, if you put your hands over your ears, nothing happens. If if you go into an, another room, nothing happens. If you close loads of doors, nothing happens. So it's not like you're blocking out sound externally from someone talking or, like you said, with music. Nothing you do can get rid of that sound. So the only thing that vaguely removes it slightly is to raise the noise floor of the room by having a fan mm. or having rain sound effect or car sound effect. Yeah. And it basically kind of just, like I said, it raises the noise floor. So basically you perceive it as not really being as loud and then you get sleep. But in the morning, like this morning when I woke up before this, I turned off the fan and instantly comes straight back up starts quiet and then it comes up mm. um but then it's not always there because i i don't always notice it but i think when there's that kind of polarity of having a loud fan then you turn it off it sounds really loud and then throughout the day like now i can't hear it um because i've kind of got used to it i'm talking i'm doing whatever but when you have going from 12 hours listening to a fan to having nothing it kind of flares up in in terms of when you first found out uh, in in class, did you just get more used to it, or did the did the sound actually get a bit quieter as the days went on? What do you think? Is is anything? Basically, what I'm trying to ask is anything changed within that kind of sound that's going on within the last couple of years? Yeah, it's a good question. So it happened uh, in March 2019. Um, so it's not too far off two years ago now. And um, what originally happened was you had this really high-pitched one and then gradually it got slightly lower in pitch. And that was when I was taking the steroids. Uh, God, I sound like a gym lad. <laughs> <laughs> when I was taking the steroids for my ears, because um, they're basically an anti-inflammatory, it basically went down in pitch ever so slightly so it went past the voices like I said and eventually it kind of sat below that um, and now it's kind of found its pitch and it always stays at the same pitch really and it has technically gone down in perceived volume because obviously it's not actually like a volume because it's not it's not actually affecting your eardrum it's not moving it, it's an inside sound um, so it's not really loud or quiet it's just your perceived your perception of it um but yeah i'd say it's definitely gone down um but yeah i'm just having to do more and more because obviously all you can do is add to it yeah uh you can't take away um 
so yeah i think in terms of my mental attitude towards it i've got a lot better especially in the first few months because that was for me two years ago was a couple of months before my a levels i had to submit um a composition i'd submit music technology where i had to be meticulously uh, mixing and mastering tracks with lots of detail so i needed my ears so i actually got a formal extension for my a levels because of it that's good yeah, it, it helped. And it was for me mentally, it was actually tough. I'm, I'm a very happy chappy. And I haven't ever really experienced um, some of the negatives in terms of uh, mental health. But part of it was they said to me, you are going to have some problems because the steroids make you feel a certain way. Um, but also it, because you're a musician, they've basically taken away a very big part of your life. Yeah. And I wasn't allowed to listen to music for months and that that was absolutely insane. I can imagine. It's a, it just sounds very it's a very difficult transition from just kind of suddenly happening in in class uh, and then obviously having the different impacts on your life. So you've you know you've dealt with it, dealt with it very well because I can imagine it must have been quite difficult to come to terms with with some things um especially as you say the the music side and then obviously having to kind of change the way you the way you sleep um it having an effect on your sleep does it have any uh, other impacts in in terms of the way you kind of go about your your life daily or kind of the different things that you do not not as much anymore it did at the start it i don't really notice it to be honest now until i do certain things so the other day my mum sneezed and notoriously she's got an incredibly loud sneeze <laughs> And as soon as she sneezed, it flared up. And it's like it goes loud for a split second, the tinnitus, and then it kind of goes down. So it's almost like going, ah, oh, don't do that. And, you know, if um, someone drops something or if someone shouts or if there's a loud bit in a film, it basically goes really loud and then it goes quiet again. It's like a little reminder that it's there. Yeah. Um, like if I think about it now, I can hear it. It's very quiet. It's really not anything to think about. But certain things make it flare up. And like I said, the contrast between turning off and uh, off the fan—that's like wow. But yeah, to be honest, it's it's not stopping me from doing most things. But yeah, I just have to be careful. Um, I'm mean, again. This might be a, uh, a stupid question, but does it? You know, kind of the the typical events. I think of examples like uh, swimming or going on an airplane, even a, even a roller coaster. Typical events that might have change in your altitude and ultimately your kind of your ears as well. Does that have any impact, or is that kind of a separate part and doesn't really have any difference for you? I haven't really noticed anything. I know they told me not to do those things while I was being treated. Yeah. Um, they did say don't go uh, in the swimming pool and if you go in the shower obviously try and not get it too much in your ears because they were trying to get the inflammation down at that point but I don't know it's a balance between you want to be safe but you also want to enjoy your life and in a way I could have like a monastic approach if I wanted to and I'm just in my room all the time and I devote myself to not hurting my ears but at the end of the day I've got to live my life and as a musician I've got to do these things you know I've got to listen to music and I've got to fly and I've got to mm. swim if I want to and do all <laughs> these things so um, I remember actually running 
was it was a big one for me because the wind going past your ears and actually just the your head bobbing up and down that was pretty tough um especially when it just happened but now i barely notice it that's good it's yeah it just seems like um you've managed to kind of you kind of live alongside it not noticing it too much which is great to hear as you're a musician it's really important for you to to continue that and you know you've i mean you've started a a music degree at at university so that's a great way to kind of the positive approach to it and saying it's not gonna as you say uh, affect your life make you just sit in a room you're going to do all these different things and continue to be a musician because ultimately that's what you want to do in in the future which is great are there any other uh, kind of things you wanted to, to mention about uh, tinnitus? Um, is it is it, for example, is it something that can come about through listening to 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 being exposed to constant loud music, or is it kind of just happen in kind of freak accidents? It's uh, a good question. Again, I think it's probably both. I know one of our family friends has got tinnitus, and he's had it for twenty odd years, and he used to be a radio DJ. And uh, just from having headphones all the time, he's gradually got worse and worse and worse to the point now where I can really relate to him. And he, to be fair, he's probably actually got it slightly worse than me. Um, so I think mine was kind of very unlikely. And it was that kind of thing where I just had to be in the right place at the right time for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> or the wrong place wrong at the place. wrong time. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think it can be either. But generally, it's more uh, common for it to be gradual um, because that's kind of the route everyone goes to, that gradual kind of damage. Yeah. And so my, my, I guess my final, as we approach the, the half hour mark, um, my, my final question would be, obviously, you've done, you've continued to, to, to be a musician uh, and to, to really... Like continue listening to music etc so how positive can the effect be after some kind of hearing loss whether it be tinnitus or kind of any other form of of hearing loss what, what would your advice be and how positive can you can you still continue to be a musician uh i think from having tinnitus and from having the damage i think it actually has kind of enlightened me in some ways um the outlook of music and I think people take their ears for granted uh, and so they should because they are wonderful things and you never really think they'll be taken away from you. Um, And mine were taken away from me for, you know, a month or two and I have them back now. And it's incredible to kind of think, yeah, I've got these amazing things and it's basically my whole life and my whole passion is based around these two things. So I'd say if you have it, well, I say if you have it, I'm guessing everyone has it. Like you have it a little bit. Like mm. you, you can't not have it. Everyone has it. Um, but I'd say if you have it, and it's a kind of severe thing, then I don't really know what to say. To be honest, it's a difficult one. Mm. In, unless you've experienced it, you you'll know how you deal with it, because there's not like a, a textbook way of dealing with it because it depends on the pitch it depends on the severity it depends on the type of person you are there i mean not to get too dark but there are people who have ended their lives because of it but there are also people who you know have it really badly but they don't care and they carry on so got them to do great things <clears throat> exactly so just uh, handle it um 
however you like, however you think. Some tips for me would be like listening to things at night time, you know, listening to rain sound effects or fan sound effects or uh, passing traffic. But also don't stop listening to music because if you actively stop listening to music, it becomes apparent and it's kind of obvious that you go, oh God, it is actually stopping me from doing the stuff I want to do. So just do it. I, I guess I know you asked the great questions, but my question to you, Alex, would be, if you had tinnitus, how would it make you feel? It would be very tough. Yeah, it would be. Um, I think my only, literally, my only experience with anything to do with my ear in a in a negative side was um, when I had vertigo um, for just over a week after going to the dentist. Um, so that kind of is when there's a displacement. I'm not too familiar with it actually, but when there's a displacement in in something in your ear. It causes you to be off balance, but it also really affected my hearing as well. Um, so that lasted for about a week and, and disappeared one morning. So obviously that's not, that's kind of very, a very small part of what, what tinnitus would be, but it would definitely be tough at first to deal with it. But then it's, you know, as with everything, it's looking at ways you, you know, you can deal with it and try and adapt to, to the situation because, Ultimately, there's nothing you, you can do about some things. Um, so it would just be about trying to think of other ways. Um, and as you say, you know, you still continue the listening to music and, and playing music. So I think that would be that would be important as well. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think you said a good thing. They just got to keep going. And if you stop and if you let it take over, that's when it starts to get pretty ugly so I think mm. at the end of the day you're in charge and as great as your ears are they can't always dictate your life and you've just got to do what you want to do and sometimes you've got to go against the advice of the doctors if they've said don't do this all the time and mm. you know as educated as they are I think you know that they said try and avoid this as much as you can and I listen to them obviously because they're experts and I'm not arrogant enough to think that I know better than them but sometimes you've just got to do it because if you don't then it's like well I've, I've wasted this thing or I can't do this yeah. um, I think it depends how, I'm not saying don't listen to your doctor but what I'm saying <laughs> is I, I think that's dreadful advice but what I'm saying is uh, some of the things they say uh, you might be able to discuss with them and say look if I don't do this I won't get my A level or if I don't do this I won't be able to get this deal or uh, this job or whatever I think that's it's kind of that whole thing goes back to thinking about your mental health sometimes over your physical health. So even though if you might do some some form of damage to your body, but ultimately it will be more important in the long run and in towards you mentally. I think it's always worth taking that risk as well. Yeah, I agree. But no, that's a, that's a good way to end it. I think my you know as with everything, it's good to with with episodes. I like to. Just let a, let a listener try and take away one thing, um, for learn one thing, or, or just something to think about after the episode. It would be the way you listen to music, and it's something that over the last few weeks I've tried to consider a bit more ever since the notification came up to lower the, the volume of my headphones. Because I, especially with all my friends, we, we all listen to, to loud music or loud gaming music or, or go to different concerts and festivals where we're exposed to loud music, probably more so than you would have been 30 or 40 years ago. So we don't necessarily know the long-term effects of being exposed to that kind of frequency and volume all the time, especially at a young age when our ears might still be developing. 
So it would be to take one thing, it would be just to think about kind of the way you listen to music. And just obviously, as you mentioned earlier in the episode, to not to to not take your ears for granted because they are because they are important and they could you could have problems if you don't look after them. But um, so yeah, thank you for your time today, Charlie. Yeah, um, no problem. Thank you. Really enjoying the kind of doing the, the the music music series and obviously hearing your your experience and how you've dealt with it very well and how you overcome it and and still kind of following as i said before you're being a musician basically and starting the doing the music degree as well yeah, but we'll we'll be back with another episode i'm sure we kind of want to speak further down the line about uh, music with exercise and sport and how essential that is and also music music and disability kind of how music therapy can can help different disabilities or or illnesses such as dementia so we'll look forward to recording those episodes in the next couple of weeks but for now thank you for listening